Welcome, Golden Globus Theater. It's going to be a hot January. Despite the weather, we got all the fucking stars. Seagal, all the guys that will be mentioned later because we don't want to reveal what episodes we're doing. But, Murray, we start out with a hot track, and I need to throw it over to our good friend, Mr. Mister Kasem. Well, Griff, that song was number one with a bullet. It's Steven Seagal with the classic, Talk to My Ass. This one's dedicated to Richie. You know, you've been having drug problems and you need a little pick-me-up. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, nice way to start off the episode. I'm really angry right now, Griff. You're angry? What are you angry I don't about? know. It's just 2020. 2020? I mean, I'm happy. The, the after effects are I'm still happy that it's gone because uh, COVID's gone now. Trump's gone. I as, mean, as soon as the calendar turned, just like Trump said, COVID is gone. Yeah. And, uh, well, apparently everybody at the mechanic shop I was to yesterday believes that because... Nobody but me was wearing a fucking mask, and they're really <sighs> customer or workers, and it infuriated me. They got, they got. I want you. my life back, you fucking retards. They got you in a situation. It's like you, you're coming there, you're in need, and yeah. they're just like, yeah, to deal with us, you're gonna have to fucking <laughs> deal with us as we are being good patriots, Murray. Well, what was the customers? What was their fucking reason? They didn't have mine. Oh, the customers didn't either. Nobody had it but me. Jesus, I'm like, what am I? I, I guess they really thought the turning of the year is just going to – everything's normal again. I think I just told you. It's like I went to that one little bookstore, and just the shopkeeper had no mask on. But I was like, you're the one dealing with the most people. You think you would wear the mask. But, no. And she was a delightful woman. I was just like, I'm going to give you 12 I, feet, I, mister. Well, if we're going to get into annoying people, I got my hair cut Saturday morning. And yeah. They weren't a mask because you have to. But – Oh, you know what, Griff? You don't need a mask. You need zinc. Is zinc. that what someone told you? Yes. Zinc Jesus will stop Christ. it. It's better than a mask. And uh, I'm getting really tired of you people. You just need to throw in your own science. But like, you know what? I woke up this morning and ate one whole Hershey bar and ate one whole orange. And then I took that peel and I rubbed the oils across my chest and my throat because that that alone, it's like big like vi- rub. Yeah, it's like yeah. big vapor rub. Yeah. And that's what keeps the COVID at bay. So I've never had a problem a whole year, Murray. I actually had a stock up on orange juice and uh, chocolate bars because Millhouse is on the opiates now. She just that's got her fentanyl know. patch removed. Yeah, it's good. Good that you have a plan. Just in case. She's doing fine. She's I over hear there. opioids are like, just run rampant in the Midwest. So Yeah, Walmart yeah. got sued over it. They're in court right now getting their asses sued off. But you know what I really hate, Griff? Uh, I don't know. Steven Seagal? Exactly. Oh, man. Getting back on track. Let's get back on track. This is the movie that started it all. The Odyssey that is Steven Seagal. Number I saw one. this movie when it came out. Yeah. You had no idea who this fucking guy was. I will say I will always forever remember the arm snapping scene. I'd never seen that before in a movie. I was like, what the fuck? That's, Pretty cool. That was cool. Blew your mind. No, oh, it blew my mind. Made you made you a fan. You were like, I'm going to see his next three movies. Yeah, I was like, this guy's such a fucking dork. I have to see. He the next really thing. looks like a dork. Very awkward. He's got a turtle look to him because like he is so skinny in this. 
Skinny fat, though. Yeah. No muscle tone at all. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't sure if I was just seeing it through hateful eyes. But no, he really is just awkward. And then he's got like a 14-inch long neck. He's got a, And then yeah. that's why this he's... He only had one chin. And he has no shoulders. So that's why he's always wearing really? suit jackets well, in this that's movie. Well, you really notice it when he pulls the tank top off. And you're like, holy fuck, I'm 10 years older than he is at this time, and my arms look better than his fucking arms. It's like, put a shirt on. He looks really awkward. And as soon as Warner Brothers saw this guy, I think I have a trivia here. No, I didn't grab that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Before getting this part, Steven Seagal had to demonstrate his martial arts skills for the studio. He physically dominated his students, which terrified the executives. Oh, you guys, if you go read the trivia on this movie, Steven Seagal wrote 90% of this. There's one fact that made it here. I guarantee you he did not write. Uh, but, yeah, they thought they didn't know it was staged. I guarantee you that he actually told the studio this was his true life story. Yeah. About being movie number one, not an actor, just some quiet Aikido guy whose Aikido studio was failing at the time because uh, no one gave a shit about Aikido. Well, he didn't have the Nang Chen at the time. And either. he also didn't have the Nang Chen. He's, he had a lot of he missing power. He did We could see. If you ever, anybody wants to see Steven Seagal's real hairline and, his, and when he was skinny fat instead of just fat fat, watch this movie. Yeah, this, this is, is the only movie you'll see that. This is uh, a, but I think hard to kill with the next one. And by then he had the Nang Chen and yep. he had the spray on hair. And, yep. And he was wearing the, the pillowy clothes yeah. to hide his bulk. Bulk. Yep. He's missing a lot of that bulk. All right, what else about him? So this being the first movie, uh, all right, first movie, right, he gets a writing credit on it. Yeah, he he produced just, it. He just He's one of the producers. Yeah, he, he gave himself a producer credit, too. Yeah. So, What's his life story, according to him? What, trends that started in this movie that continued throughout his career, as far as we know, we've done, what, three movies now? This is the fourth, or is this the third? I don't know. I don't know how many. I think this is only like the third. We did Vampire One. Yeah, we did the Vampire One. Yeah, Hard to Kill, the Jamaicans. Uh, Mark for Death, that was the Jamaicans. Okay. And then the the, uh, Forest... Uh, forest with, on Deadly Ground. Yeah, I can't so, see the forest. You couldn't see the forest for the trees. I couldn't see the fucking Stevens Golf so or the Donut. Yeah, so this is number five, and there's still like three more. <laughs> I'm like, we have to do this shit. Well, yeah. But we start in with the the cliches, the Steven Stegall's cliches. Always has to have a kid, has to have a kid. Family man. He's a family man, or he's lost a kid, or he's lost a family. He has a kid. Super religious. He's got to be a super. Yep, he's got to be religious. He has to be a super cop, never takes bribes. You know, he, he's going to clean everything up. He had to see uh, Serpico, and he was Always like, the guy from the streets, too. Like, his, you know, his Always. heart is in the streets. And we see it again in this, where he's got mob connections, yeah. and he's a cop. And, and he's an honest cop. And, uh, honest cop. <laughs> and he was ex-CIA in this movie at age 22. They saw this kid in high school, and they're like, he's going to make a great CIA agent. Right. Uh, multi-linguist. Always, always right. got to speak multiple languages. And this, he speaks uh, some Italian and Japanese. He speaks Spanish because he talks to some. some uh, yeah, some... I, I couldn't tell because I think they're kind of similar, but I couldn't tell which one it was. He's supposed to be Italian, so yes, from Palmero, uh, uh, Sicily. Yes, He's true Italian, mafia Italian. But uh, so he speaks Spanish, Japanese, and of course English. We get a bar fight. Uh, as we always do. No hot dog manipulation. No, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, no hot dog manipulation, but there is some talk of pork. Uh, I forget what Trump always says they, about the cops. They said about the cops, 
oink oink roasted pigs in gasoline or something stupid uh so we also of course have the liquor store slash convenience store fight he's yeah. always got to have a fight in a liquor store get a, a lot of shit to break exactly bowling in the china shop gotta throw a guy through the like freezer door yep. you know dirty politicians this one the politician's actually a good guy Yes, this is the first time we've ever seen a senator that actually cares about doing his yeah. job. And he's actually helping the senator by, you know, doing all the shit he does in the movies. And probably the one time you'll see this throughout a Steven Seagal movie ever. Not every character is obsessed with him. Yeah, he's well, he's baby steps. Yeah. Like he was a little well we as you'll point out later, there's a lot of body language going on that shows like he was a little nervous on this his first movie. <laughs> Murray, I'm glad you brought that up. That'll lead me into this beautiful point. Mr. Sensei Seagal in this movie, he's got the Will Ferrell, and I think it was Talladega Nights when he's doing the interview, and he's got his hands up. He's I like, I don't w- know what to do with my hands. I thought it was, uh, I forget her name. It was some. It was a character on Saturday Night Live, a Catholic school girl. Yes, I yeah. can't remember her name either, but it's her too, the superstar yeah. girl. Yes. And he's doing the same thing. He's constantly sticking his arms in his armpits. And he, Did he smell did this. his fingers? Uh, no. Okay. We don't see that. They managed. They the had lead a good, scenes. Probably. I didn't. I did not watch the laser desk version of this. They so. had to pay their editor a lot of money because he spliced out all the times when he just smelled his fingers afterwards. I counted eighteen different times. You see him go from hands at hips to under his armpits to starting a scene with that. There's even scenes where they shot it shoulder up. So they wouldn't have him with his arm, hands in his armpits. That sounds like an Instagram montage waiting to happen, Griff. No, that's gonna that's probably gonna be a YouTube montage. Oh, YouTube. That's gonna sure. be a, that's gonna hey. be a quick little hey. video. That could be a Mermadden uh, breakdown right there. It might it might be, but I don't know what much the breakdown for that. Other than he's a weirdo, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. All right, let me get out some quick trivia, and then we got to cut to that trailer, Murray. All right, Henry Silva, our hero. Love him. Hate sugar. I Makes fucking him crazy. He, he he's such a good actor. Back in the Manchurian Candidate, he played an Asian, and no one could tell. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know what he's a man of many ethnicities. Yes, he broke Steven Seagal's nose during the final fight scene of this movie. Good. Let's give credit to Steven. Was that payback because uh, Seagal's character breaks his nose. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I, I maybe we do have to give Seagal credit because he did do a lot of his own stunts in this. movie. He did. I was surprised. Yeah. So Seagal was rushed to the hospital and actually came back the nice day. He had to ice the fuck out of it so he could do the final shots without a you know crazy-looking face. Well, his face is crazy. Whatever. Uh, Stephen Seagal personally selected every single last weapon in this film. Yeah, I heard uh, Shokazugi was the weapons master on this movie. Of course, so. Seagal took credit for it, right. but we, we saw those weapons and we're like, that's a Shokazugi weapon. We know. You know a Kazugi when you see it. Yeah. And, of course, he taught all the actors in the movie how to properly draw their guns. That makes sense. Fast and clean. I'm sure he trumped that, it. I'm, I'm sure, sure that's he, all he said. I'm, fast and clean. Exactly. He trumped it. He was just like, I made it so much better by telling these guys fast and clean. I tell that to everybody about anything. I go fast and Whatever you do, just do it fast and clean. That's all I ask. I want you to make this transition fast and clean. Oh, so we're going to go to the trailer? All right, everybody. You might think you're above listening to podcasts, but you ain't above listening to our podcast. So sit your fucking ass down and see us on the other side of this trailer for Steven Seagal's Above the Law. 
Nico Toscani. He's a covert agent trained to survive in Vietnam. He has a master six-degree black belt in Aikido. And family in the Mafia. He's a cop. Stop the cop! With an attitude. Do you know why I love you? You don't live the way other people live. You're officially suspended this time. Feds come in, the doors close, nobody hears, smells, or sees anything. One man. You just made number four on the most wanted list. One obsession. I want to be number one. One rule. You guys think you're above the law. You ain't above mine. Above the law. All right, Murray, welcome back to the other side. and uh, just oh, Great trailer. Great trailer, and we're introducing a new action star. So, Murray, they actually took up this movie because they were like, hey, let's blend some of your past into this shit. Right. So they actually start this film with, like, a photo collage of Steven Seagal growing right. up. You see, like, the young blues man, five-year-old playing the guitar on a porch of Detroit. You know, I, I doubted him for the longest time, but I saw those. I saw the sh- Pictures saw don't the lie. Pictures don't lie. No, you can't, you can't make that shit up. He had a little, like, little Nang Chen as a kid. Maybe that's what happened. Is like me and my earring in the second grade. He started with the Nang Chen. He saw it when he, like, when he was uh, reviewing this movie, and he was like, I got to bring that back. Yeah. And that's what happened. Okay. And then history. Right. So... While we're watching this, he slowly transitioned into him talking about how he was, you know, the badass and people were noticing him everywhere he went. And uh, he actually moved over to Japan mm-hmm. and uh, was recruited by the CIA. Well, he learned Aikido, yeah. the art of fighting without fighting. Fighting without fighting. And we get, while he's saying this, he's, he's narrating this, we get a nice scene of him basically manhandling his students. Like they're kind of obviously cooperating with him. He's like boop, touching them lightly, and they're doing triple flips back, just like the Matt TV clip. It's he, just people run at him, and he yeah. To let you know, this is the seventies. He got some big old pork chop sideburns on. Got to have those chops. And then, like you said, he he. I think he says in the narration, him and a friend went to an embassy or something, and they met. He, in his defense, he said the guy was drunk and crazy. But this guy, this this guy works for the company. That's what. Me and Griff, we're like... Industry terms. We're yeah. Yeah. It's a CIA for you noobs. He's like, I have to recruit you. You're amazing. I'm only 22. Perfect age. Yeah. So he gets recruited to CIA, top of his class. Of course not. He doesn't even go class. to class. He's immediately an agent. He's handed a gun and a badge right there. Yeah, well, you see what happened was the officer, the agent, was pulling out his weapon. He said, no, let me show you how to pull out your weapon fast and clean. <laughs> That's where he learned it. That's where he learned it. The yeah. company. Well, that's where where he taught him. But here's the kicker, Griff. This is where all he all got disillusioned with life because we when you're in the company, you see how the world really operates. It's true. That's true. So we get a scene of Nixon. Let you know that we're in the '70s, oh, and he's man. talking about people think they're above the law, but they ain't above his law. We do the cuts of like the college kids protesting and all the people out there beating their heads in and shit, and he's like, "Yeah." These motherfuckers think they're above the law. 
and then we cut right back to Nam, right in the thick of it, 1973, Griff. Nice jungle, nice thick Bungle lush. in that jungle. I'm ready to bungle in that so jungle. Go right by me. And, you know, he's just like, he's basically Green Beret level at this time. I mean, him and his buddy Nelson Fox. He is so tough that he has to wear a nice scarf. Well, Griff, when you, you learn this, when you go, when you're in war, you, you go native. You, like, I mean, we all know the Viet Cong love their billowy scarves. Yes. I didn't know what was going on with that. Again, Steve, like, I know, like in like uh, Middle East, they wear those big scarves. Yeah, that's know. what that's what it looks more like as a Middle right. Eastern thing. Right. And he's over here in in fucking Nam with it. Uh so yeah, he's walking up to this little hut. They have a Viet Cong guy tied up, and our man Rostov is about to come in. Rostov, what <laughs> the Zygon. Zagan. Even, even crazier fake sounding name. Dude, I love this guy though. Henry Silva showing up. Well, he yeah, he's even he's super deep state. Silva. He's with the company too, but he's like on the next level of secrecy. Well, yeah, he's Reagan era CIA. Iran Contra. He's in there trying to get the drugs so we can sell them to the inner city well, see, yes, Chicago. Well, well, this is what we learned because of course, idealistic uh Nico Tuscanini or the fuck his last name was. He he thought we were in there to stop communism, but no, Griff, we weren't. We, we didn't care about communism. Yeah. We wanted to get that sweet heroin. Yep, that sweet H. So we learned that this is how like uh, the CIA funds their their operations. Apparently, they get they have heroin fields in Cambodia and Vietnam. Yep, and he so he's not even like. Uh, uh, Nico thinks he's questioning this guy for like tactical reasons. He's like, "No, you're fucking with my heroin." Yeah, yeah. He pulls out a big old fucking knife and he holds it up to the the, the hostage's neck, and the guy's like, "I don't got your age, sir. Check my pockets." And of course, there's like little bits, uh, you know, a couple grains well, of, of course, opium he rubs in there. His gum with it, it's like this is fair. This just helps me work harder, sir. I just rub, <laughs> just numb it in there, and then I fucking go right Nummies, back to work. Is our buddy here, Metal Sean, told us, <laughs> and so, so I got one here. So he goes, where is the load? This makes me crazy. He's just going to be and he's Henry like, Silva. He's, and the guy's like not saying anything. He's like, well, I'm going to cut your fucking feet off first. And th- this is finally when Sensei steps in. And again, he's wearing the scarf. He's wearing a big old jacket. Right. He's trying to fill out <laughs> because he's such a twerp. He's a twig. Yeah. Twink. He's a, he's a, he's a full-size Twinkie is what yeah. he is. <laughs> And he's, you can see, yeah, he's in the background disgusted because he's just about killing people for fucking America, not yeah, drugs. Because he steps in, and he's like, whoa, 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 this is about, this here? is about the drugs. This is supposed to be about democracy and spreading democracy. And then fucking Zygon just goes, "Who is this cherry? Who is this cherry?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna torture this guy." He's like, "I'm out of here. This isn't what I signed up for." And he rocks, he runs off, he goes, "Walk!" And he rocks he, off. Murray, come on, Zygon is just like. People shoot this man in the dick, and he's like, "You shoot me in the dick, I'll talk to my ass. I'll make you talk to my ass." <laughs> is, that fuck- that, is that where that song? Came that from? must have been where the song came from. So he goes and takes a fucking swing at Zagon and knocks and him out. Right. You're right. And then he, uh, his buddy Nelson Fox, is like, "Get the fuck out of here, man! Let's go!" Everyone has drawn their guns and is like surrounding him and everything, and he's he's holding a gun at them, which comes up multiple times. But yeah. He does get pushed off into the into the. Well, it's already night. I was yeah, going to say well, sunset. So it's like Nelson is like he's in the wrestling world. He's a tweener. Yeah. he's not at the face. He's not a baby face. He's not a heel. He's in between. And he's like, look, this, I'm, I'm going to calm the situation down. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then he just walks off in the jungle. I don't know where the fuck he goes. 
I, there's not a helicopter waiting for him, apparently. I, who knows? But so, what we do know... We cut to 1988. Sun rises in Chicago, and 10 years later. <laughs> and, of course, like we said, he's a religious man, so he's getting his child baptized. Oh, very, very scenic. Good church. Again, all the shots, all the who locations. Who is the godfather? I must, say I must say it's a cop with a mustache. Uh, and Pam Greer's the godmother. Pam Greer's godmother. Wow, what an outrageous outfit she had on, too. She was, she was not in that it, church because she would have been. It was very 80s. Very 80s. Everyone's just like, oh, my God, doesn't this guy look the perfect dad? Like, I love it. They're whispering amongst themselves. You see a really wasted Sharon Stone in this. I don't know. I, well, I guess she wasn't really a famous at this time, but a thankless role. She's in it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. She's I, just the wife that's like, Nico, why don't you just stop this? Yeah. Like I, hey, at least she lived. Throughout the whole she movie, spoiler live. alert, she lives through the whole movie, which in, in his later movies, they all die so he can pursue another love interest. Right. A much so, sexier love interest. So, yeah, she's going to so live. So, they baptize the baby. We meet the father. I don't know. What was his name? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't speak Italian. Father Guido Sarducci. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, he'll come up later, I'm assuming. I got to imagine. I mean, he's at the party. We cut to the party, right? Every, and then this is where I think Pam Greer wasn't at because she's like I show up we, for the party again. We don't see her in that church right. because you would have noticed her. That right. jacket. Well, you, everybody in the fucking movie. This is the scene where I was like, "Hey, let's get the fuck out of here! I want to bang that broad." Like yeah. every, everybody's united in the fact they want to fuck Pam Greer, which of course in real life it's the same way. You know? We've only been talking for twenty minutes here. I've already forgotten if we cover this or not. But he, uh, Nico, of course. Yeah, I did that right, Nico. <laughs> He actually has, like, the ex-CIA pass. He's involved with mobsters at some point, and he's a cop. So he has mobsters and cops at his right. baptism. Well, I think the baptism. mobsters are probably just relatives. So you, you, think can't, relatives. you can't tell your uncle he can't show up. Come yeah. on. That's not. You can't tell your uncle to hit the bumkles. So the all the mob guys, they're hanging out, and they're like, hey, here comes. Oh, no, they were cops, weren't they? They were cops on one side, mobsters on the I other. I can't. No, it was the mobsters who were hitting on. Everybody Pam. was. Everybody in this scene wanted to bang Pam Greer. I don't know. But either way, they were just like, oh, man, look at this. The baby was like, Mazon, I mean, I want to breastfeed on those. That, that's, when, <laughs> that's when Nico was like, that's my kid. That is Ship my kid. She the old block. So they're, they're fucking hitting on her hard. And then the, the guidos or the, the mobsters are like, look at those fucking pigs. In hard a, and clean. Pigs in a blanket. Roasting, roast. Are they hitting on her fast and clean? Fast that, and clean. Was that yeah. the phrase? Again? Yeah, fast and clean. They rounded the corner and just hit on her clean, real fast, real clean. And she's, you know, she's sex. She's Pam Greer. She's like, oh guys, cut it out. Yeah, looking amazing throughout the whole movie. Wasted in this movie. Should have been much more uh, relevant in it. So she walks through. We get some nice uh, contention between the mobsters and the cops. But then Father Salami comes over and he's like, "Boys, boys, boys, let's get a sandwich and just just have a choose for the day." So Pam goes over to the to the newly not newlyweds, but the you know the, the proud newly parents. baptized the proud yeah. parents. Immediately starts in with a joke. Sharon Stone's character. I don't even remember her name in the movie. Sarah, I believe. Sarah is just like, what? You're wearing that here? Like it was revealing? (laughs) And then Nico goes along with it, and she's like, you should see what she wears to work. Negligee. Lingerie or something. And they're they're just having a fun time busting Sarah's balls. Well, everybody's having a fun time but Grandma. Grandma's weeping inside. And you know he's a family man, Griff. So he's like, Grandma. What's going on? What's making you cry on this, this beautiful day? She's like, oh, Nico, my granddaughter, 
she's doing the drugs with the grease ball. <laughs> and he's like, you know, over by the bakery. <laughs> and he's like, I'll check that out. Don't worry about it, Grandma. You know, he kisses her, and then they're like, oh, what a great family guy. He has changed three times within three minutes here. He was wearing, like, a tux at the baptism. Then he switched out uh, for the party, and now he's switching out a third time to go to work. Okay. It's crazy. He's oh, I, every, I, you were more up on his looks. I just, to me, it was just, like, really, like, pressed, like, what's going to press a crease in their jeans he had like some jeans with like a <laughs> crease in them and like a button-down shirt tucked in tucked in and a blazer that was his like outfit that's all i ever saw yeah so he's like i'll meet up with you at the bakery later i'll go check in on Get your a daughter. cannoli and yeah. see what's up with the, maybe beat uh, some ass in there break everything yeah. like i know like to do so he they're just driving around uh this is nico and jacks as he likes to call pam greer right. jacks yeah jackson dolores, dolores jackson, jackson. So they're they're just driving, and in the middle of traffic, he just stops, and he's like, "I gotta go, uh, squeeze, do the old whiz, whiz bang right up in here." She's like, "What the fuck?" And he takes the keys. He's like, "I know what you people do. Come on, wow. Sensei, Come on. Just calm partner. down." Well, we also we gotta say she's a week away from retirement. This is not retirement. She, a she promotion. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Well, she's thought, moving up. Is she? I thought she was gonna become like a DA. Or she something. is. Okay, that's well. that, that's so involved with the police. I think it's just no, moving that's, up. That's, state. that's law. Yeah, that's state. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's, she's, she's been up. going to night school, getting her law degree. Yeah. She's out. And so he, he takes the keys and he's like, I'll crack the window for you. So he rolls down the window. It's electric windows, you know. And we we sit with Pam for a minute. A nice a nice young gentleman comes by and he's smooth walking up to the window. And he's just like, hey, little lady, what are you doing around here? And she whips out the badge and he's like, good for you, sister, but I'm clean. Stay well, the fuck well, away from like, me. He's like, hey, lady cops need love too. So yeah. look me up. Yeah. And then she goes, get the fuck out. Because like I said, everyone wants to fuck Pam Greer. You know? Yeah, everybody does, yeah. So he walks in this bar, because like you said, there's got to be a bar scene. Got to be a bar and scene. And I got to say, 12 mwah, minutes in. Mwah, on the casting of the bartender. Dude. I want this guy to die the first second I saw him. He has like fading brown hair, so it's like it's gray like, and yeah, little it, bits it of red It looks kind of like our buddy Dennis's mullet. It was, a, it was a salt and pepper mullet. Then he has black <laughs> Eyebrows black. He has a face like a fucking rat. And immediately, he just like smells like pork in here. What are you doing? He's hammering them. And uh, this get... bar is kosher. No pigs. Great joke. Great. You know, Sensei yeah. couldn't come up with that. They're all just busting his balls. We get a nice shot of Michael Rooker from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fame and Walking Dead. A little. He says. He said. I think he says it smells like pork. Joke. Everyone's making pork jokes. These are low-class people, though. They don't get jokes. And he's like, I'm looking for uh, Richina. Richina. Where is anybody seeing Richina? Like, we don't know nobody. And he pulls out this picture. Look, I saw the top of her head. Hey, yo. Oh, and you don't do that. So Seagal always does this thing because he reads the Bible where he says, just turn your back. Turn your cheek. Turn your cheek. But then Seagal Talk does. Talk to the ass and turn your Just cheek. like our hero last week, he has a loophole. He turns his cheek, but he does a 360. So he's like, I turn my cheek, good lord. And then he fucking starts hammering this dude, slamming his face on the bar. And he's like, oh, you look a little thirsty. And slams it into a shot glass. Got shards of glass coming out of his eyes. Got eyeballs just bleeding out. He's like, I, I'm. are you talking yet? And finally, he just reaches over the bar and grabs that bartender. The well, guy pulls a gun on him. That's right. And he guy just bitch slaps the gun out of his hand, macho man style. And he takes it and holds the gun to his <laughs> forehead. 
And oh. they're like, look, okay, I think we know we, we're Chena. She, she's upstairs. All right, stop fucking my bar up. Yeah. So he goes upstairs. And I swear, this, I've never said, it's this beautiful cornucopia of drugs. It's like table, every drug you can imagine. It's like the Willy Wonka of drugs. Splayed out. I told you earlier, the set dressing in this movie is bizarre. When we went into the kids' room earlier to hear about the grandma and missing Rachina, uh, <laughs> great name, uh, great casting. Um, the kids, all the kids' toys are on the dresser as if they just put the kid on the dresser to play. So when we see this drug table, there's instruments not even involved with drugs. There's a lemon there was, there was a citrus squeezer for some reason. I don't know what that was. Maybe it's like you get high, and you listen to a person's heart. You know, there's fucking. Fucking pencil sharpener. There's a fucking. There's tops. You know the ones you'd fold up a, and put down. George Foreman grill. It's fucking crazy. Well, the, <laughs> grill drugs is just smart. You know they were they were thinking outside their head. You know every drug, coke, heroin, P two P, PCP, everything, everything. And they're giggling. They okay. They're smoking crack. That's they're the smoking crack, but they're smoking it like it's a pipe, <laughs> like like your grandpa's tobacco pipe. When I'm pretty sure you light the bulb underneath, yeah. right? Yeah, they've got they've got a match and they're going in the <laughs> and they're giggling they're high they're right. giggling and they're like oh it's fun and of course Nico just kicks the fucking door open goes right up to that fucking dirty dirty meatball and <laughs> just grabs him by the throat and Seagal he has to, even now he's like I gotta have this huge presence so he's picking the guy up by his throat and right. just she's like Nico what are you doing stop it. Oh. Get you, is, is that your homework over there? Yeah, yeah, it's my fucking homework. This is history. And she taps her track mark. She's like, this is algebra. Geometry. I'm connecting the like, dots. Put your school girl outfit on. I'm going to fuck this guy up. So he drags the guy. He's just fucking pummeling this dude. The guy's got blood pouring on his nose. Yeah, and he, he's like, I know you know something. He's, I, this must be the cop coming out of well, him. I don't, think, I don't think he asked. He didn't ask anything. The guy was just wanted him to stop pummeling him in the face. Yeah. He's like, I'll give up something. I'll tell you some information. Like, he is so good at torture. People just <laughs> tell him things without even him needing it. And he's like, there's a big shipment coming at the meatpacking. If you remember, if it's not at the Ooh. wharf, it's at the meatpacking. He doesn't learn that much. He oh. just learns that a lawyer is involved. Oh, yeah. One okay. Carlos Abadano. Fancy fucking name. Fancy fucking name. Yeah, it's like big, uh, big fucking shipments coming into town. Yeah, That's so, all I know. Yeah, so if you just go track that lawyer, just follow him for a little while, you know, tonight probably, go figure out what he's up to, I think you'll get a real big fucking lead, real big lead. And I get a cut of that, right? I get Because Meatball here needs some drugs. And then... Nico just bitch slaps him. Like, get out of here. He goes downstairs. Get these kids some orange juice and chocolate bars. Takes Man. Regina back home. Well, God, you're not going to take Regina, Regina back to Grandma. Hi, you got to give her a chocolate bar. That's right. They took her to some someplace. That doesn't matter because Regina's done. She's, yeah, a, she's yeah. a dead character at this point. She right. OD'd or something. We just go to that night. Uh, I hope well, it's eight that nights. night. We don't know. We don't know because Seagal is in another outfit. He's always wearing the one like suit jacket, the black one. He's always yeah. wearing that, but his shirts keep switching out. Yeah. And well, he's pants. sweating through them. We just we learned. That's true. He's sweating through. Checking those pits. <laughs> and so he's such a you know tech genius. He's like fucking with the like phone lines. Yeah, outside. he somehow has entry into the phone telephone system. Meanwhile, he's doing this off the books. This is nothing. Of this is legal. What he's and doing. and he drags Jax along with right. him, and she's like, "You're gonna get me fuck. You're gonna ruin my chances of becoming the DA. I'm gonna be stuck with you. I'm gonna get stuck on the street cop." 
But he's like, it doesn't matter. Shh, shh, shh. I can hear them. And he, he has tapped their phone line wirelessly because you don't see the wire go back to the cop car, which is like, you know, five blocks over. They Wi-Fi back then. Yes, of course. And so he's listening in, and he's like, huh, Tuesday, 10 a.m., Fulton Meat Market, engine block. I love that <laughs> dump of exposition. It's just the facts. That's all we need, you know. This is so perfect for an action movie. I don't want any more. I just need that. I need to go know where we're going next. So we, we well we're we're going to Club Bogota. Oh yeah, they don't. They're not like reserve, uh, c- calling it off for the night. They're right. like we're following him. Yeah, go party, Murray. Would you be surprised if I told you Seagal is in a new outfit? <laughs> no, because now he's wearing a suit you, and bow tie. Yeah, you were eagle-eyed on Seagal in this movie. He just, I don't know. I was just. What, well, the first time I watched it, I was like, it seems like he's changing his outfit a lot. So the second time I watched it, I was I was keeping undercover track. Griff because they go in undercover. And again, I was keeping track of how many times he put he's, his arms he's under just his sweat pit. through those shirts. <laughs> his trunk, he just has a bunch of nice pressed shirts. Even Jack's brought a change of clothes because it's like, well, they're going I, to the club. They got to get in somehow. Yeah, maybe, maybe they stopped off at home. I don't know. But <laughs> either way, she's not wearing like a nice ball gown, and he's wearing a fucking tux to go into the super. Club, uh, what was it called? Club Bo- Bogota. Bogota. Because, you know, Colombia. Yeah, Cocaine. of course. So they go in, they spot our another greasy meatball, Salvano, yeah. who's like the, a scrawny little fuck with a mullet. They just they just sit at the bar. And I swear, watch. dude, I thought his henchman was fucking Eric Sloan, dude. I was like, I saw that mullet and that mustache. His one looked like Eric Sloan, 100% <laughs> correct. And. His henches don't get a real good shine in the shine in the sun, you know. They're pretty on on you know, we're yeah, just balled up and thrown in the corner. But they do he also has a guy who looks like Stingray. It does? So I thought that guy looked kinda like Stingray. Okay, he had that him. he had that perfect hair for Stingray. Okay. He did not have the physique. <laughs> Stingray obviously is a beast of a man and can belt out the no like no one else can. Stingray from Undefeatable, by the way. Yeah. If you're lost. But the only reason we have this scene, the only reason they snuck into there was to see who he might have been talking to, I guess. Because he, all we do is reaffirm that Tuesday night they're going to be doing the deal. Right. Well, I, yeah, I guess we're supposed to find out who the lawyer is working with. Okay. Okay. And it's who, Sol- his client, who this yeah. client is. Okay. So, yeah, we, we see that it's Salvano. Very complicated, unnecessarily plot to this movie. We didn't need this. We didn't no. need it. It was just to see Steven well, Seagal in a fucking talk. And dance, because he does a little salsa dancing with uh, Jax. That's right. I forgot about that. Because he's like, relax, baby. Because she's like, all right, is that Salvano? Because apparently they know who this guy is. Yeah. And then he's like, let's dance. You know, let's groove, baby. God. And, just like know. a wrestler, he always has wet hair it's dripping it's just it's, well it's, it's a lot of product it's like all stringy yeah i do like when he's like because again he did all of his stunts so it's like you see him at times when like the strands are shooting out to the side stuff there was that one scene where he's outside and you see the wispy strands like blowing in the wind they just it, he would have worked a lot better if they didn't try to make him look so badass he's just a string bean and he has the scenes when he fights in the jeans and the tank top and he just looks so weird Anyways, we so we just learned we got all the. This is the head goon. They're thinking Salvano, and they're like, "All right, well, tomorrow we'll meet. We'll get the sting ready at, at the meat market because if it's not the, if it's not the wharfs, it's at the meat packing place. It's just ca- always near the wharfs. I mean, they call up their friend uh, Ginty and Steve James. They're like, "Hey, exterminator, we hear uh, we got some people coming down, so we're gonna go undercover with your meat business." <laughs> I love so. 
the whole thing is they're like they got everything set up. We got I don't remember what his buddy was that fat cop guy, but he's Franco. like on the roof. Franco, yeah, Franklin, Franklin, and he's just look. He's just like, hey, hey, I just spotted some feds. Well, no, he didn't spot them. Of course, Nico spot Murray. Come on, this but is a Steven point out. movie. They have these giant earpieces, bright white earpieces on. They're Sticking supposed to be out. undercover, like meatpackers. Yeah, giant him and Jacks. Like, but they're like, oh, the feds are so like sticking out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they've got all the cops on the rooftops. Now, Franklin is wearing what can be described as a satin uh, button-up jacket, you know, one of those old 90s jackets. Right. Uh, were they satin? Did I get that? I probably got that wrong. The, the, the baseball one... jackets were, like, satin. Okay. Yeah. So we're wearing, like, one of those. It's, it's probably bright. a Cubs jacket. It's bright-ass blue. Yeah, that would make sense. And it, it stands out like a sore fucking thumb. He's up on a rooftop, like, <laughs> hey, bud, what's up? Talking in a walkie-talkie, hanging over the ledge. While eating a fucking sausage, because <laughs> it is Chicago, everybody. So, yeah, and this is when Nico is like, hey, man, what's going on? I see co- I see feds everywhere. He's like, yeah, those boys, they, they caught wind of this whole deal. So they just, you know, they're swooping yeah, they, in. They're, 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 they, they're hot-dogging. Yeah. Because they want to steal this bus from Nico. Oh, man. And he's like, it's like a zoo here. What's going on? They're going to they're gonna see us. They're going to spot us. It's like, it's okay. These dealers, they're really fucking stupid. So just as he says that, he's like, shh. Shush, 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 shush. Here they come. And he's like, he, yeah, for some reason, he puts, puts the walkie talkie out and screams, Hey, Nico! <laughs> Is that Salvano? Do you see his car? <laughs> so, and that he, sets the feds off. Well, no, they see the dealer roll up, and yeah, that, then finally, like, the feds are like, Oh, is that guy? Yeah, that is him. <laughs> so. As the dealers roll up to get out of their car, the feds have rolled up, and all hell breaks loose. Gunshots everywhere. Silvano jumps in his car to take off with Eric Sloan, and Nico's like, oh, you're not getting away from me. And he leaps. Well, first of all, he tries to block. He stands in front of the car and starts shooting at Silvano. Because go- he's going down like an alleyway, right. which is just wide enough. So, yeah, he's shooting at him at first, but apparently he's tired from the running or something, so his aim's not 100%, but he's like, I got a backup plan. So he jumps up. Gets his ankles clipped. Start. You think he's gonna roll all the way over, but no, he's got. He's too good for that. Just right. pierces his fingers into the hood of the car. It must have been a soft top or something. And unfortunately, Eric had blown his load, so he has no bullets. He's just like, I can't get him. Well, he had a, like two shots left, and he somehow missed both. If there's one thing about Steven Seagal, is he's still a six foot four man. He's tall as shit. He misses him somehow. It's like how how hard? Like I'm pretty sure you would hit at least at a ninety percent clip if someone was on the roof of your car. All I can say is I'll give kudos to Seagal. He's actually really on the, the hood of this car again, or not the hood, but the top. Yeah, again, we do have to credit him for that. So and he reaches down. He's like strangling Silvano. Yeah, because there, there's obviously the person driving and Silvano in the passenger seat. And he's like, pull over, strangling me. And so they just pull over. Yeah, so the cops, you know, come through. They capture Silvano and everything. We don't stick around with them because we got to follow Nico back. He's He's got to go see that engine block for himself. Right. And the guy's pulling off the lid. I think this was his friend Luke, I want to say his name was. And he, you see him later on. Him and Pam work together with him later on. But uh, he's pulling up the engine block, the top of it. And like he pull just, out like the pistons, and we see in the hole where the pistons go. Yeah, he, he you expected to pull out some of that sweet H that uh, yeah. our friend uh, Meatball had, right? But no, he pulls out C four, and, and we of course 
Of course, uh, Nico knows immediately what this is. He's a company man. Hey, uh, Nico, what kind of high is this? The high that blows your sky high. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's probably a Seagal uh, joke he added in there. So, yeah, he's like, C4, I know this shit. It's to blow you up. So now it's like, what are these goons up to? And we cut to that night. We're going to, to some shady hotel. It's not shady at all. It's fucking <laughs> upper class. It's, right. like, beautiful. Where the, the 1% live. Yeah. And we see these guys. They're the feds, and they're talking to somebody. Was he, was he talking to Zygon? I thought it was Zygon's voice coming through. I couldn't tell. But he's just like, they're like, you know, we're thinking, okay, the, the feds, that we, we, you know, this is before Trump. We didn't know how, how deep the state went, guys. We thought we could trust the feds yeah. in 88. We needed someone to come drain the swamp, and thankfully right. we got Donald Trump to do that. And he, so they're, we're assuming they're just like, all right, we're going to know where, where are we going to bring Silvano to Boston. But no, they're, they're, they're being told over the phone, let him go. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> Silvano walks out clicking his heels, and he's just like, dude, I thought we were fucked this time. And maybe it wasn't Zygon, because Zygon's in the building. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. It makes no sense, but it sounded like it. Okay. Whatever. Who cares? Either way. So Zygon actually steps out from behind a pillar, and he's like, no. Hair a little gray, so we know time has passed. Time has passed. No more problems from you. He does this crazy Stop sugar Stop being eyes. the sugar in my <laughs> coffee. And he's like, whatever you say, you can see he's scared. Like, he knows yeah. Zygon means business. Yeah, Zygon clearly means business. So let's go back to the police headquarters. We got a nice, nice uh, scene. Uh, we got the feds. We got all the cops. And the feds are explaining, like, look, we've been working with Silvano. He's, you know, stay away from him. We, we got everything under control. Yeah. And Nico's like, this is bullshit, man. And then fucking, was, who's, who was, was it Franklin? Was that the guy? Yeah, Franklin with the mustache. Franklin, he just goes, keep it in your pants, Nico. Because he knows, like, Nico's whipping his dick out metaphorically and literally. This is the closest thing Franklin has to, like, the adore, the character that adores him. But they're kind of on the level. Like, they're they're equals here. But, yeah. Uh, well, they Frank- shouldn't be because Franklin is, like, his captain. But, yeah. yeah. Franklin is just like, hey, keep it in And, like, pants. Nico, he's like, he's, like we said, he's a straight arrow cop. He's like, this is bullshit. And he just walks out, slams the door. And, like, you know, Franklin, like, he, when you're in a position of power, you like, you got to go with the flow sometimes. He's yeah. like, hey, this is a Fed thing. I'm washing my hands of it here. Keep, <laughs> your, keep your dick in your pants. I got, I need my two hands free for all the sausages I want to eat later. But, of course, Nico's like, this is bullshit. I'm going to go on break for the next five hours. So don't even try to call me. And where does he get a break to? Straight over to the to, to, to the old restaurant Bogota. 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 And we see uh, the little Coke boy from earlier. Yeah, he's, he's a He's a bus boy at this place. That's why he knew about what was going on. That makes sense. And he's out there smoking behind, smoking in the boys' room, smoking by the dumpster. Somebody's getting a blowjob on the other side of the dumpster. <laughs> And we see Silvano come out. Hey, slaps the fucking cigarette. What are you doing? Watch somebody get their dick sucked. Get to work. And he gets in his car and he takes off and he goes to the church. The church that Nico goes to. The very same church. Well, well he only- hasn't been going there very much as we learn later in a line they barely slip in there. So him and Jax actually show up to the church. And uh, we got Father Gennaro there. I thought at- it was Father Salami was his name. It is Father Salami. <laughs> <laughs> What I I really fucked that name up on the notes here. Yes, Father Salami. Let's just correct that real quick. And like, 
and the shield, but the shield still how religious and respectful Nico is. You notice when he came in, he did the fucking little dips his hand in the holy water, does the sign of the cross. Do you know what he did right after he did that? Like, oh, <laughs> hands in. He did the cross, and then he went hands straight to the pits. So they're just like slowly like walking around the perimeter so they can keep an eye on uh, uh, Silvano. Silvano. And as they walk out, they're like trying to go back and follow him, but. The father, you know, comes out and he. This is where he asks them for help. Four times in this in this like two minute scene, he goes hands down, hands pits, hands down, hands pits. Well, he's feeling nervous because this is like his priest, you know. Yeah, he's, and and he's really ambitious to get Salvano. And he's like, "Look, I, I got, I got a favor to ask. Can you he's like whatever, whatever you want? You, 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 you're the Godfather." So they go downstairs. Some reason he shows him a door where the lock was broken up. I thought this was going to be some robbery. That that doesn't play into the fucking movie at all. I thought it was a robbery too. I was like, okay, it's a robbery. He's like, oh, by the way, if you can, like, this is shit. Can you fix this shit? Also, if you don't mind, I'm doing something highly illegal. You want to check it out? <laughs> and they go in and we find out. And th- this is before Trump again, guys. We this is when you could get away with hiding refugees. Exactly. Yes. So we got some MI. Well, what's the what's the gang? The Mexican gang. We're all worried MS-13? about MS thirteen. Or is like, it just M thirteen? I don't fucking know. I don't know either. And we got kids in cages. And he's, we and we we meet Father Tomasino, and he's kind of like the leader of these people, kind of because they're from everywhere. They're from fucking all over the. Uh, Central and South America, and Chile, they, they just want what we all want—the American dream. They just want the American dream. They need a better life, and they're going to offer it to them. So they quickly close the door on that. And all know, he does is go like, "Look, I'm doing something illegal." Okay, that's it. You can leave. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Like there is no build up here. He doesn't ask for help or anything. Can you yeah. like? You know? He's just like, "Hey, I'm doing this." <laughs> all right, <laughs> you know. He's like, "Woo!" I, 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 it feels good to tell somebody that I'm doing something highly illegal. Is that me? Is that why Silvano was there? Maybe he's like, I know you're hiding people in Silvano, here. Silvano, no, he was scoping out for later on what they were going to do later on. He was like setting the stage. But part of what they were after was uh, the father Teramasu. You could be right. Yeah, maybe maybe sure. that's why the door was broken in because they looked in the wrong door. Okay, because I, I don't know. This is it's a very convoluted. That, that unnecessarily had to be convoluted. why Silvano was there to say like, I'm going to get Teramasu and you're going to help me or. <laughs> Tomasino, you mean? Uh, Tomasino. Tiramisu. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, every character. I actually had given- some Tiramisu the other day. It was good. Tiramisu was great. It's good shit. Good shit, pal. But so as they're walking out, again, Skull's got the hands under the, the pits, and the father's like peppering them, like, what was the last time you convinced Nico? And he's like, I'm married. I don't have anything to hide. <laughs> and he's like, I need you. I, I'm gonna go ahead and allow this, you know, time past your last confession. But you got to be in church on Sunday. You know, Father Salami likes to stroke the salami to hold his confessions that Nico has. Oh Jesus! He's like, who are you banging this week, huh? Huh? My wife. Uh. So yeah, he's like they're busting a little priestly balls. Yep. And he's like, I want to see you in church. Yep. He's like, okay, you'll see me. You'll see me. Just stop talking about my balls. <laughs> this is the pe- this is the, the the little sliver that turns into every other cigar movie where he's obsessed with himself. So the next day they're at the church service. Apparently it's the next day, yeah. And we see a lot of mysterious. We see a, a woman with a shawl on. So apparently they did this baptism on Friday because that was Saturday. I don't, I don't, Sunday. I don't know. I don't even care. We've seen day and night. Mur- Murray... <laughs> I try to keep track of this. Everyone is very concerned about outfits that Seagal is wearing. 
And not everybody, just you, just me. <laughs> and so it's a regular church service. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Sure. And uh, we see a very nerdy white guy. Doesn't belong there. He's not Italian. What's he doing here? <laughs> and but we just spot. That's why he stands out like a sore thumb. Because a nerdy blonde white guy looked kind of like Franklin from our without a mustache from our uh, okay. uh, No Street No Surrender three. I'll give you that. Episode. And there's also a woman in a shawl there looking very she's she's got her eyes looking very muslim yeah. i was very distressed it's like what is she doing in a catholic church and her eyes were darting back and forth and just like the simpsons with the suspicious looking dog it was like this woman's on she's up to something so yeah just the whole sermon's going well, we, nobody notices but nico because he's like wow that woman looks muslim i'm gonna look at <laughs> i'm gonna watch her <laughs> And uh, thank God he did, because she just leaves like a shopping bag. Well, it's in the middle of the sermon. She gets right. up and starts leaving. Why would and you then do that? She notices the little, Nico notices the little brown bag. Yeah. And much like Invasion USA, he's like, sir, sir, you forgot your bag. And he's like chasing. The, and then he goes to do that. And then boom. He's like, get down. Throws himself across his wife. While that's going on, the, no, the church serves the. The service is ending because Father Salami's walking down the uh, down yes. the aisle. Yeah, you're right. And he gets blasted by this fucking. He looked really fucked up by this. Yeah. Like he was standing over the bag. Or uh, he looked. Well, he really looked, close like to it. you know. He's like, what's in there, man? <laughs> you know? And it blows up in his fucking face. And we get a nice, like you know, uh, artistic shot of of Nico holding. It's like like Mary holding the body of Christ, the yeah. Pieté. It's very artistic. It is very artistic. He loves to envision himself as being like some kind of religious martyr or something. So we're going to go right to the hospital with everybody. And his mom, who he actually was helping also in the church, she ended up getting some shrapnel in her eye. I don't know how it got through those fucking glasses she has on. (laughs) Those things look like they can black the sunlight. But somehow something wedged its way into her eye. So Nico is there just to make sure everyone's okay and... You know, ask uh, Jax, of course, to go back to uh, check on those sanctuary families because they're like, find who, out what's going on. With yeah, what? Who would be after these uh, poor immigrants? Like, no one should be after them. I mean, why else would they be in the country unless someone was after them? But someone's after them. And then the feds show up, and we meet a character named Neely. He was the white fed. There's a black fed and a white fed. The black fed has like two lines. Two lines. Yep. And we're thinking this guy. There's something wrong with this guy. Oh yeah. Well. Nico's suspicious of him, so the audience is suspicious of him. Was it Neely Fox? Was it? Wait. No. Fox, Fox was, was his friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember this guy's name. I don't think I ever. Oh, Neely. Neely. Yeah, I just idiot. fucking said it. <laughs> I just read it like five times. Oh, my God. So Nico's like, I need to have a word with you. And he's just like, that was C4. I know it. I've used it. Nothing blows like C4. Hmm. <laughs> And he's like, and, and and like Neely's, he's like, hey, back off, buddy. I'm a Fed. You can't talk to me that way. And he's like, and then he's just like, well, well, what if this happened or that happened? You know, you know, you don't don't just say it. Did, did, did Nico think he did he know? Did he say, did he say Silvano was the guy who did it? Or because he he would because he saw Silvano at the church earlier, so he thinks Silvano did it. Yeah, no, he's absolutely throwing Silvano in his face. And Neely's like, "Look, we're working with Silvano, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Yeah, he starts throwing some whataboutisms in Segal's face. He's like, "Look, I happen to know about your police record. You know, you're always barking down the wrong tree, barking up the wrong tree, barking up the wrong tree." I believe is the saying. 
So he, he's just hammering Nico with them. And Nico, because he doesn't know how to control his motions, he fucking just slams Neely's head into a locker. He's like, I just got to say one more thing. Take this to the bank. The Bud Bank. Then he just puts his right off and heads straight Take to Club Bogota. Bogota. Because that's where he assumes Salvano's going to be. Because he assumes, as far as he's concerned, Salvano did it because he saw him at the church earlier in the day. Yeah. And this is where we get kind of a... We get kind of a montage. We get uh, uh, it's a hit Nico, the streets montage. Nico hitting the streets, dual montage. Yep, and then we have Jax hitting the streets. But Jax first hits the morgue because she's like that. That white boy. What the fuck was he doing there? Yes. So she sees and she learns that he was an aide to the one honest senator in Washington. Segal loves a senator, and we learn that that's this senator. He's all about shutting down all these drug trades that that are funding the agency. Yeah, he wants to shut that shit down. And she's like, hmm, that sounds interesting. <laughs> and so after a And, of course, long, Nico, he's a man of the streets. Yeah. So he's a, he's a speaker, que pasa, and he's doing all the black handshakes, and he's just, like, fitting he, in. Yeah, this is where he was hanging out with, like, uh, a, a pretty mixed-race gang, but it was mostly, They're like, always mixed-race. Yeah, right? You learn anything from these movies? Every, every gang he, like, rolls up on or uh, troubling-looking fellows, they're always mixed-race. Street race. gangs are the most diverse people you'll ever meet. But he, like you said, he's like just laying it down with them. He's like, "What's up, home, homies?" And essays, and he's buying them churros. You people like that, right? <laughs> what was the What was the best part? Was when he was telling black people, "Like, no, this is how you talk," or something. <laughs> Do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna so, sound like an asshole now so that we many, can't remember what it so was. So many cigars. But I don't people know. have said on the sets, he had, he'd be like, "No, this is how you talk." <laughs> So, anyways, after all that hard police work, that, he he's finally ready jacket. to peel off that fucking giant leather jacket, <laughs> and he's like walking down some alley, and he's just like, "Oh man, I didn't like, find any those, leads today." These fucking pathetic string bean arms of his. I'm surprised he did it. <laughs> this is when we first get to see those little string beans. <laughs> And this this convertible rolls up with four guys in it, and they're like, "Hey, I hope I think you're looking for something." Yeah, I am. Well, fuck yourself. And then a guy pulls out a gun on him, right. and they all get out of the car. And Nico just—I'm surprised they didn't get on his knees. This is—this was. You're gonna kill me. You're gonna kill me. I'll get down on my knees. Put the gun to my face. Yeah, he didn't. That—that that. That was to go in the next movie, all and right. then on. <laughs> but this time, the guys were just like, "No." We're going to beat your string bean ass. <laughs> so the guys try to go and surround him, but we know Sensei Sagal, he's a fucking master of Aikido. Right, the flower to fighting without fighting. So the guys start running at him, and he just starts flipping him over. Because... One guy is a fucking machete. Yeah, that's right. And he disarms the guy and starts hacking the shit out of people with the machete, murdering people on the streets. Yeah. The guy with a gun freaks the fuck out. Yes. So he's ready to take off. Nico grabs him. Oh, man. Well, the guy does take off. The one guy does get away. Oh, this then, is the world-famous <laughs> Steven Seagal. I already put the gif up on our Twitter. Somehow, I'm an Aikido <laughs> master, which means I have some fluidity with my limbs and Maybe wrists and hands. And yet, when he runs, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's wacky inflatable <laughs> arm tube man all of a sudden because he's his, all his over. His arms are flailing. It is incredible. Like, I don't know. We all know it. We all know. If you've you've seen the gif, I don't if you know. haven't, go to our Twitter because I put the gif up. It's the art of walking without walking, <laughs> running without <laughs> running. running without running. Because it's it's just like what? Like apparently this is a thing. I I apparently. I, then again, I don't know. I've never watched myself run. I probably just as bad as he is. 
I don't think so, but maybe because I heard on the uh, one of the Star Trek movies, the recent ones, the guy who plays Spock, they had to teach him how to run, I cinematically run, because yeah. he was doing the same kind of shit. I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. I mean, he obviously I mean, Tom Cruise. He knows how to run. Like, I, I was just gonna say like that, you know. when you're thinking uh, like the overture window of running. <laughs> I, I don't know if that flies, but if you're thinking of the the cold and hot of running, on the far, far, <laughs> far dead end, you have Steven Seagal on the left and Tom Cruise on the far right. right. Like he's Usain Bolt is like Tom Cruise is faster than me because that's how good he makes it look. Well, Seagal does not. Can I add one more detail? Okay. As I was watching this the second time, I concentrated, because this is what you do when you meditate, and I was meditating while I was watching this movie. I don't know. It's very relaxing. This movie's boring as fuck. (laughs) And I'm watching this running, and when they uh, do the perp running, who does run moderately, he runs (laughs) well, but his breathing is... (gasps) And then they cut over to Sensei, and you hear a waterfall. And he does not struggle. He doesn't have veins. No. He's got veins popping in his Man. neck, but you just hear these trickles. Maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe. Maybe that's the way to properly run. We just were laughing at it to look stupid. But thank the fucking maker. Maybe he prayed to the J-Man while he was chasing down his perp. I give him points. He is running, though. That is Steven Seagal running in these scenes. The shot was even kind of cool how the camera was like in a car or something, and they pulled out, and then they moved along down the street with them. Right. And finally, they they finally cut that, that shot when they like tackle him while he trips over on a patch of grass. Because the sidewalk's broken. We know all about broken roads and sidewalks uh. around here. Trips. Nico gets on top of him, starts fucking slapping him, asking him what he knows. The guy's like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. And then slaps him. All right, all right. Silvano is behind it. He told us to kill you. And it just so happens that three black gentlemen and one large white man are hanging out. And you hear this awful voiceover. Hey, that looks like my friend. <laughs> and then this guy that just looks like my friend. <laughs> this guy just is that my friend? Yes. Pierce. So Sensei, after he's done, he looks at uh, this perp's wallet and he finds his address and immediately commits it to memory. And he's like, "If you fly to me here today, I will kill you and fucking boil your balls in your own kitchen." Caprende turns around and that giant fucking goon is standing in his face and he's just like. You've hurt my friend, friend. What are you going to do about it? And Sensei's like, ain't got time for this. And he fucking hauls off and slugs him in the chest. Little string bane arms. But he knows that hit him in the proper spot. That's right. And he collapses. And then he walks over to the three black gentlemen hanging out. And they're all like, my man. And Sensei is just, he's a man of the street. So he's like, have you guys seen this new handshake I invented? And he's elaborate and even the black guys don't know what's going on that's how black it was yeah they had a boom box it wasn't working since they all slapped it on the side yeah. font style he's like working. what up my brothers and then you go high five he uh high. Busted out a down couple- low too slow <laughs> pulled it away did a couple rap rap bars for him because that that's again sensei thinks that's what black all black people do so he cut to uh sensei's at home now nico he's with his in bed with his wife gets a call who could it be? Why, it's our old buddy Nelson Fox. It's old he, Nam, but he's talked to him since Nam. And he's like, Nico, back off. You're in deep shit. You do not want to get involved with this shit. 
and he hangs up. And then uh, Sarah, she's like, who was that? Oh, it's nothing. It's my buddy Nelson. You know, he calls me when he's drunk sometimes. He gets drunk. He forgets where he is, and he calls me to ask him to bail him out and tells me about how hot I am and how great I look and how my arms aren't string beans, but actually they're quite like, you know, some kind of broccoli because they're just bulgy and weird. And he's like, baby, you look really tense. Let me let me fuck some of that tension out of you. <laughs> and then this is where fucking Sharon Stone earns her fucking paycheck. She has to kiss fucking Steven Seagal. Yeah. Fortunately for her, that's the cutaway. Yeah, 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 they fade to black as the lips get closer and closer. And then we come back to, we got to wrap at the door down downstairs. You can't fucking knock. You can't <laughs> knock. Mel, calm down. She's you can't fine. knock in this house. She's fine. So anyways, uh, yeah, we get a knock at the door. No one fucking knocking. And it, it's the police. And they're here for Nico, and he sees all these people outside, so what does he do? He turns up. Is that the police? The feds and the police. The feds and the police, because the police are definitely there, because they're like, no, guys, he's cool. I vouch for him. He's waving a gun at them. Well, they're worried that Nico's going to fuck these feds up, because you know what a badass Nico is. It's a good thing. He can't keep it in his pants. It's a good thing that he's the right color, because this could have been a Breonna Taylor situation. I'm just saying. Because he is waving a gun at all these police officers. But, well, they know him, so... He hands over the gun, and they start like trashing out, searching for shit, and they find these cassettes he made of the uh, phone taps, which doesn't play into anything later on, but they do find them. Yeah. And they're like, this is all illegal. What the fuck are you doing? These are illegal wiretaps. He's like, I'm just trying to do what you don't have the balls to do. <laughs> and they're like, you're coming down to the fucking uh, station with us. Yeah. And like, Sharon Stone's flipping out. Like, you're knocking my kid's toys off the fucking shelf. Dra- dresser. What the fuck? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Oh, and of course they get down and uh, down to the station. Uh, the feds pile in. A you couple- see somebody hauling in a prostitute in the background. Got to have that. Oh, you know what? This is where the bartender was hanging out yeah, too. He was. He was filing a complaint like weeks later. This is four to five <laughs> days later, and he's finally. It is. 4 a.m. There's absolutely no point to ever see this character again, but I think the director's like, this guy's such a Weasley fuck. We want to see him die so badly. I have to put him in more scenes. Yeah. Because he comes and plays in the pan. Why is he with these guys? Hey, the director saw exactly what we did. (laughs) This guy is a star. You just looked at him. You're like, I need something to happen to him. He's like, he's a white Aliyan. You're just your eye is drawn to him. Yeah. But you want to see him die. You want to see how long kick some ass. This guy you want to see die. So this is amazing because he's just now filing a report, even though he was handcuffed <laughs> and taken in the other day when uh, Nico came. This is through how corrupt our system is, Griff. Even cop, I'm mean, not cops, but crooks can file against good, upstanding citizens. Exactly. Bullshit. So he's in there, and uh, he's giving the report, and he's like, this is the guy I was telling you about. This is the patchouli. It's just a piece of shit that I just want you to squish like a noodle on the fucking floor. Such a way with words. (laughs) (laughs) The picture you just painted for us. (laughs) So they take him into another office, like, oh, pipe down you. And they're like, look, all this shit you're doing is illegal. It technically is illegal. It is. Only the president could get away with this kind of shit. Exactly. And he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to clean up the streets. Nico, we're going to need your gun and badge. You're the suspended. And he's looking around for his friends in the room because Franklin's in there. And I think another, like, Chicago cop's in there. Yeah. So he looks at Franklin and he's, are you, are you in on this? 
And Franklin's face, you just you can read the face. My hands are tied, Nico. I don't know. You gotta well, he's me. got a sausage in both hands. <laughs> you gotta give up your gun. And badge. His hands weren't tied; they were fried. He's like, I, I, I got grease. I can't touch your gun and badge. My hands are fried here. He I, I put 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 them over there. <laughs> just put them over there. And he's disgustedly puts them there, throws a napkin at and, and Franklin. <sighs> Walked. They let him go though. He did kind of illegal shit. This one is gonna badge. That's all he care. Yeah. And so Nico, he's like, all right. Which of course, this is as as in a movie cop. This is this is the scene you need because now I can do tons of illegal shit. I can do whatever, and, and they'll go to jail. He never checked in with anybody. <laughs> he doesn't have a police like the radio. He doesn't report to anybody. He does whatever he wants already. But now he's like, finally, I'm untethered. So he heads down to the park where he's gonna meet up with Jax and Luke. I think his name was. Who are going to give him a little bit of an info dump about uh, the sanctuary people? We learn where they're from. They're from like Central America. They, I think they were just escaping this drug shit or something. Yes, I believe that was it. And looking for sanctuary, we learn that we learn about the aide, the, the cracker that was at the church. He's an aide for this uh, Senator Harrison, who's the only one, only guy who's not corrupt in all of Washington. They, in fact, the senator was trying to get after these foreign drug connections. Right. So that's why they were getting everybody who's close to him. Again, I, oh, you know what? It was the it was the father, uh, uh, Teramisu, who was like heavily involved and knew about all the drug trafficking. Yeah. So, anyways, Nico, he's like, all right, here's the plan. And of course, he's got his arms under his ha- armpits, or hands under his armpits right now as he's giving directions. He's like, Luke. I need you to get my family to safety. And, of course, I need your gun because you don't need that. I need it. He's going to head over to that sanctuary in the church to to figure out what's going on with Father Taramisu. Yeah. So, because uh, we learned that Father Taramisu had these papers that they, that were going to blow a whole plan out of the water, put everybody in jail, and he was going to hand them to that senator's aide, that cracker that was in the fucking uh, yeah. church. That's why he was there. Yeah, that's what the bomb was supposed to be for. Supposed apparently. to kill him, right. Yeah. And for unfortunately, Father Salami was collateral damage. You know? <laughs> we we did a great job naming these characters. These are great uh, names. So so like what he he goes to find Father Thomas, but he's not there. The nun is like he he bailed, man. He's scared yeah. shitless. And again, we're seeing we're seeing Stephen Seagal speak three different languages with this nun, who also apparently speaks three languages, three of the same languages. Funny enough. And then Nico he goes to Jack's like, look, you got two. To four to five possible days. I don't fucking know what the timeline is either. The timeline is confusing but to me, too. But you need to do some, do some paperwork. Stay out of this. I don't want you to get killed. She's just like, Nico, come on. Of course, I'm going to keep going along I'm with I'm your this. partner. I'm going to see this to the end, Nico. And so Nico's like, okay, whatever. Hops in his car. He's driving. He's, uh, you know, kids are getting out of school. He's just in like a, a little neighborhood. He stops at an intersection. Beautiful day, sun shining in. He's, smiling, he's waving at the kids. All the kids know him in the neighborhood. They love him, man. Hi, Nico. Little Joey, little Tommy, little, little Josefina, saying hi to all of them. Little Richie. Little Richie. Your dad's kind of a bitch, but you're cool. And he's sitting at that light. A- Beautiful thing about beautiful, a beautiful, diverse group of thugs come out. We got an Asian man, a white guy, and they all are carrying machine guns. All of them, and yet only one of them runs out of ammo because only one of them shoots. And uh, whatever. Well, they all unload on Nico's car. Yep. And apparently, Nico, he's got the old. This is the '80s car. This can take bullets. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So he slips out the passenger side. He's like hiding behind his car while they're just unloading all their bullets. You don't unload all your bullets. Come on. Exactly. And they all decide to reload at the same time, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So Nico comes from behind his car, and he's got one hand under his armpit and <laughs> the other hand with the gun out. Ah, ah, ah. Stop it. Yeah. And they're like, you got us. We were trying to reload. Fuck. Why do we do that all the time? Guys, I... And the guy's like, it's so cool to shoot your gun. You don't want to let go. Funny, funny little AEW skit breaks out where they're all talking amongst themselves. But... He's like, tells I, them to put their guns down. I, but first... He says, make sure to say but first. They put their guns down. One guy's like... Hey, you can't take Gazal out. He's eating a fucking sausage. He's saying that. <laughs> got grease on his face. He put his gun down, but he pulled his sausage out. And I'm not and talking that, his and dick. Like, <laughs> and Nico, he don't, he, he, he's been trained. You, you feel threatened. You shoot. Yeah, so that's why he said, I'm standing my own ground. <laughs> and he shot him. And all the kids are witness. They're, they're all like, witness. They're like, yeah. The kid's like, can you eat that? <laughs> can I have his blue blockers? <laughs> And then he's like, come on. You, he, he, he takes him to like a fucking little grocery store. He's like, go in there. Yeah, yeah. So the remaining, okay, was there six or five? I don't know. There's a lot. Let's say there were six. He shoots the one guy, which is pretty awesome how he just shoots the guy dead. <laughs> but then he takes the other five who are now completely intimidated into a little convenience store where it's I like. I don't know why he had to take him in there, but he just does. I have no idea. This seems more because, dangerous. like we said, there needs to be a scene in a little convenience store. Exactly, that you there, can break shit. There is no other reason for this because it's like you're just putting them so close to you, where one of them can, or all of them could fucking. This is, and this is the tiniest grocery store I've ever seen. And it's, it's like, operated by a little, a little like Sikh man or something. <laughs> he's got, got his turban. turban, but then he's got these giant <laughs> aviators on. And so, of course, one of the goons, when they get in, the, in there, they're shoulder to shoulder in here. So the one guy just revolts and fucking, like, uh, pulls out, you know, grabs Steven's gun or something. Eventually, a gun gets knocked down, and we follow the gun to the ground. And then we look up at the Sikh man, the, oper- the store operator, and I'm like, he's in on it. He's part of the gang. Well, of course you'd think that because he's not white, but yeah. Murray, it's more because of what the camera is <laughs> telling us. Why would, a, why would a shop owner like he's like well he did look furtively to like the left and the right exactly. before he did. Eyebrows. I mean and he had sunglasses guy, on, he, so I couldn't read his eyes. Amazingly calm too. Like he's just like Please stop. Please guys, stop it. Guys, those are the push pops. Don't break the <laughs> you broke the push pops. And even when the fight breaks out, he's like, guys, please stop. The gun even fires. It falls to the ground and fires. And he's just like, he's seen it before or something. You know? He's on the south side of Chicago probably. He's seen this it shit. It is the south side, yeah, because yeah. the L runs through. The, maybe it goes to the north side? I think it's the south side, though. Oh, that's what I thought. Anyways, so yeah, this crazy fight's breaking out. Tiny convenience shop. Arms breaking. Necks breaking. Throwing people breaking. through plate glass. Well, no, he tackles... As he real he well, first he throws him through like like a freezer door because there's there's only like one freezer there just so there can be something glass that someone gets thrown. Yeah, through. there's got to be something to throw through, and then he hears the police coming, so he finds that little Asian man, and he runs and tackles him, but he like picks him up and then jumps through the window. So he very unnecessary, very unnecessary. You could have used the door, <laughs> punched the guy, walked out the door. But, yeah, he uses the Asian guy to break through the glass, and then he's right behind him, like, to finish the tackle. He gets out, and then he starts flailing again. He bails and flails. Ba- 
because uh, he because oh, the old classic cigar bail and flail because he's no longer a cop anymore. Remember, he doesn't have a badge. So he's a common he, criminal. He just ducks right in. There's a little like alley right there, and he just ducks into it, runs over, and he's he's so goddamn fast. He, he gets home in like no time at all. And yeah, okay. So this is where I got a little ahead of myself. He gets home now, and we see that they're finally packing up the family to protect them, protective like uh, custody. And this is where he gets his cachet of weapons. Yep. And we got Luke down here with him, and he's handing Luke. I was. Did you not? Did you think Luke was in on it? Because he was acting really suspiciously. He was like, "What are you going to do with that? What is that?" He was a little too helpful. You know, I I didn't. I wasn't sure we were. I was waiting for Luke to like turn on him like later on. I'm used to motivation for Seagal to be like his family dies. So I kind of was expecting um, Luke to be to be a bitch here, but no. Uh, he ends up being pretty cool at the end of this movie. And so I guess since he's all out of like options, he goes looks for Neely again, the Fed. Yeah, he's he's he can't he's got he's lost his finger on uh, Silvano, so he's like I'll go after that fucking Fed. Well, they got to know something. Yeah. And so we end up in a parking lot, a parking structure. Parking structure. And I was getting undefeatable flashbacks. Yep. <laughs> Neely's going for his car, and Nico slowly rides He's up like with a gun pulled out of him. You know, something was going on with that freak. And I don't know what <laughs> what's going on here, but I, this this totally felt like an improv scene by Seagal. Like was, I think you're right. Yeah. That I was like, I can't quite put my finger on what's going on here. I think you're right. I think you improv this. So Sakal just chimes in. He's like, "Hey, wouldn't want anyone to know about your little habit of taking children up to the top of the mall parking structure, whipping your little dick out and just watching the little heads bob up and down." What was she like? Fifteen? And he's like, "What?" Like, I think that, I really think this. An, the actor didn't know what was going on. He was like, "What? <laughs> what, is, uh, what is my character a pedophile? What the? Are we shooting but right now?" But he's going with it. He's a pro. So he's going with it, and he's just like, "Yeah, you like fucking little kids, don't you?" And he's just like, what? okay, get in the car. I We don't know what we're doing, but apparently what we're doing is we're heading down to the evidence warehouse. Because it's not a locker. <laughs> it's a fucking warehouse. <laughs> They're like in the back of a Home Depot or something. It was an evidence warehouse. You're right. It was, it was the same place where uh, the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So they arrive and they they're just like ribbing each other and everything. They get up to the there's the yeah little... they were kind of friendly. I don't know. It was get... I guess he's, I was just kidding about that pedophile shit. You're all right. Exactly. He even doctored up photos and everything <laughs> to make it look like he was you know peddling kids. And he had a thumb drive. What? I guess it would be a floppy disk with a bunch of kids. And he yeah, said, he had I'm... a bunch of pedophiles. Ped. There you go. And then we get we get a nice guy. You know, wisecracking uh, evidence guy. Yeah, the just, evidence clerk. And they're old like, guy. And he's like, hey, I want I want to see. I guess he wanted to know where the C4 was for some yes, reason. Yes, they're trying to track down because of the C4 and the engine block. So they're trying to get uh, the tag and everything on that. And he's like, well, sure, but, you know, that evidence is already gone. Like, I didn't even get a chance to tag it before it was uh, signed out. I was like, wait a minute. Was it signed out? I just told you it was signed <laughs> out. Yes. All right. Can you tell us the name on it? Uh, well, sure. Give me a minute. L- brings out the big old dictionary. and I was expecting him to say, there's no name. But no, he does have a name. Yeah. Nelson Fox is a little part. Why he would use his name instead of just any name, I don't know. But I think he would falsify, get, like, be I, like, it's Franklin. I guess when, if you're in the company, you get arrogant, man. You, think yeah. you can do whatever you want. So we just randomly jump to, now that he's got this information, 
to the lakeside. They were probably like on Lake Michigan. Yeah, that's what I'm suspecting. So they're out on Lake Michigan. Stripped, kneely down. We've got we're just seeing like the shoulder of Seagal as we slowly start panning out. And yeah, we've got Neely on the ground in his underwear. Squatting down. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Is, uh, More Seagal improvising. Yes, he's there like, we go. You know it would work if you had no pants on. And he's just like, I just need a fucking job. Okay. So and, he has Neely on his like. Kneeling. Se- Neely kneeling on his. C- uh, apparently the CIA have walkie talkies just like the police well, force he's, does. He's the Fed. He's not CIA. He's, oh, he's just the Fed. Okay, yeah. excuse me. And so he has him talking in on his little radio, and he calls in to dispatch or whatever, and he's getting some quick background on uh, Fox, who uh, apparently worked in Central America in 84. Yeah, they did a quick background check on Fox, see what he's been up to. And that's, so that's basically all Seagal needs. So he's just like, why don't you just go take a swim? And it's like, why? He's like, and then because if you don't go take a swim, I'm gonna shove this. Gu-. He actually did say this. I'm gonna put this gun up your butthole. And like, he, I'm serious. He said that. Know. And then he gets in the car, and it's like, why does this guy, guy still keep going? I would just say, see ya. Like, yeah, really. You actually see him <laughs> jump into the lake, <laughs> and there's like a bad, like you know, post splash. <laughs> so we're like, where the fuck are we gonna go now? We end up at some kind of electronic well, expo. We always, I was like, you know what we need now? A core dump. That's what I was really thinking. And where do you go for a core dump? Well, Murray, you got some private information. I was t- you got I some was names. totally lost yeah. by this time. I was like, what's going on? Why are we here? We're at like some kind of tech convention. Yeah, it's, a, it's some kind of electronic expo. And so they're showing off all the horrible flat screen TVs of the late 80s and everything, like the big giant console TVs and computers giant apple and macintoshes and shit all beige and uh he goes up and this is a world-class hacker he talks to but she's like a waitress so she's working undercover apparently and murray right in this scene he's walking with his hands under his fucking pits and he's just like hey 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 jana i was stalling until i thought of a name (laughs) jana I need I need your help, and she's like, "Uh, well, sure, I I guess, yeah. but we gotta wait till we close this here." This is this is a scene where we need something that no one could possibly get for real, just to just get the story moving, you know, just to, just to like uh, make everybody like guilty, like we give you the evidence, and the only way we do it is by giving a hacker break into like the CIA's. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. We we just got hacked by the Russians recently. I don't know how hard it is. There's constantly shit going. On. There's there's shit going on that people have forgotten. Solar Winds, I think, is the company. Or uh, there's too much shit happening. So she's right just now. like click 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 click, and immediately she she did a Franklin on it. Franklin yeah. from uh, Norchino. Yeah, she was saying, "Oh, you bad little boy! <laughs> I'm gonna get right into into your information. I'm gonna crack your core dump. Have it splay all of its in, information in front of me." And uh, sure enough, she she gets it all, but it's not sorted. So beautiful mind Sensei Seagal, he's like, all right, I need you to put these restrictions onto it. Find information based on this and enhance, that. Enhance. 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 <laughs> and he's whittling all this complex information down. Algorithms, all this shit. You got her fingers working the bone. You see smoke coming. She's typing so fast. It's, it's, it's intense. You can actually see these two are working together. And, uh, yeah, they, they narrow it down. and We learned that there's six CIA agents just happened to be in town, and they all worked 
back in the old Nam days. All his old buddies. And they were operating in Central America is right. the big deal, which happens to be where Father Tiramisu was operating, where the senator was trying to fight right. against and the forfeited drugs and all that shit. So it's like brush you know, brush off the sweat and he's, he's just like And just to hammer that exposition home, we get in the background of T V that shows Senator Harrison, the one honest senator. Yeah. Talking about how the CIA needs to, like all these like covert ops need to be shut down. And we're like, Okay, we get it. So and- as we zoom out from that TV, it was actually Jack's watching it. She's getting all this information. She's got all the evidence laid out right. and everything and on the table. And she tables. gets a call from the nun from the, the church. Yeah. And she's like, I know where Father Taramisu is. Meet me at yada, yada, yada. Yep. Meet me at my home address here. So they do that. But you know who else knows where, where he is? The Z- Zagon. Yeah, Zagon. And his goons. I don't know how they found out. Yeah. They find, maybe they had the phone tapped. I don't know. At the church. They oh. they reversed the phone tap. Maybe they did a cord dump. We don't know who Zagon's got working for him. I don't know. Star sixty nine. Yeah. Like, all right, we got it. So they beat because of course Nico's got to go back and he's, he's running out of shirts. He's sweated thrones. He's got to get some new shirts. Well, Nico hasn't even met up with you know. He's going over to meet up with Jax, and so uh, you know they they. Had well, to he's, do like, their he's holding him up because he's got he had, he's had a shirt situation. Okay. Okay. So uh, Zagon gets to the fucking. Uh, Father Taramisu first, and he's got this info. Apparently, they were going to assassinate the Senator Harrison because he's going to be at some kind of banquet or some shit later on the day. Yeah, and apparently Taramisu heard about their plan. Yes. So they're like, if you've heard about the plan, we need to murder you. So tell us, did you hear about the plan? And he's like, no, I didn't hear. Yeah, because if he knows the plan, they're not going to go. They're going to abort the mission. But if he does, if he doesn't know, then they're going to go ahead and kill Senator but Harrison. Isn't that a catch point too? Because now he knows about the plan. It's not even a catch point too. <laughs> he knows about the plan because they just told him about the plan. I told you, needlessly convoluted plot. It's it's so silly. It's so silly. so like Zagon's like I know something that'll get you. To, those lips are moving. That sweet sweet H, and he pulls out the little syringe. He's like you remember this shit? And he's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like what, you didn't watch the beginning of the movie. This is a heroin. <laughs> and he injects him, and he's like, "Oh, wow, so great!" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck if I tell me to, it's flying like a motherfucker. Yeah, and he starts coughing off the truth. Then they're asking him, like, "What did you tell the feds?" And he's just like, "I told them you're a pedo, rapist, terrorist, torturer." And that's not good enough for Zargon. He's like, I know you said some shit. Zargon? Is that right? Zagon? Zagon. Zagon's a horrible fake name, too. But yeah, Zargon's Zargon. like some sci-fi guy. Yeah, that's some sci-fi shit. Any Z name is sci-fi. So uh, just as they're about to just murder, like, we don't need any more information from Taramisu. Yes, phase two of the torture is about to start where they get the knife out because right. we know from uh, the first scene, right. which, by the way, I wanted to mention this. When they're torturing the Viet Cong guy, he cracks the hugest smile. He's into that <laughs> He's shit. Into apparently. <laughs> Anyways, maybe... Well, he's maybe, high as fuck. I was going to say, they probably shot him up. He was right. probably feeling good about the drugs. Okay. But yeah, they're getting ready to start the start uh, carving up uh, poor Father Tiramisu. I mean, everyone wants a cut of that Tiramisu. Everyone's got, got a sweet tooth. And just as it happens, Super Cop Nico shows up. Because they're just at some hotel somewhere. Flophouse Hotel. No, that was that was the, the, the nun's apartment. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That's where she was hiding him. Anyways, right. 
So this is when Nico has conveniently arrived. He is he does not do anything with any kind of grace, so he just kicks open a door and starts firing in every direction. Right. Like he just as quickly as and the, he, but he tells Jax, stay in the car. Yes. Because it's just gonna be him and the other cap, Luke. Yes. Go ahead, stay in the car. You brought your book and your paperwork, right? Good. Stay in here. Don't even think about moving. In fact, lock the windows and doors. And, like, Luke immediately gets shot, and he just takes off. He, like, gets shot in the shoulder, and he's like, I'm out of here, Nico! You handle it! <laughs> and so Nico's just, it's just firefight. They're just shooting back and forth. And then Jax is like, bitch, you know I ain't going to stay in the car. So she comes up, she's coming up the stairs, and she's like, Nico, Nico! It's like, father sounds of the gun, but, you know, like, maybe be quiet. Maybe there's, uh, it's a hostile situation. And so um, Eric Sloan busts out. With it was a Eric Sloan. He comes out with that big old shotgun. And just blows fucking Jacks away. Yeah, she goes flying. You get that moment where Nico turns Jacks, but then he turns the other way and runs the opposite direction. Jumps well, out. He the shoots uh, Eric Sloan first. Okay, he just shoots. Yeah, him. Okay. kills him. And then yeah, he jumps out a window, and it's, it's right next to the L train. So yep. he just. Like does a little bail and flail, jumps on that fucking train. It's going very slow, so he can do it. Yep, he actually did it. That he was that was it. the goal doing that. That's a good point. And the bad guys like jump out because it's right next to a station. Apparently, because the thing stops. Yeah. So, so they're they're doing a little cat and mouse here. Like the goons are right on his ass, but it turns out, you know, in his string bean days, he was pretty agile. So he has actually already hopped over like three trains, but we get some shots to build tension of like them walking down the cars and they got their guns drawn and everything. People barely give a shit. They're just like, it's another day. It's Chicago, man. There's a lot day. of fucking killings going on in Chicago. Yeah. So, so Nico gets away. Nico gets away. And he goes straight to Jax. He he's assumes Jax is dead. He's like, I'm not even going to check on her. He didn't even call the cops. We got say. somber music playing. He's looking around at all of her photos. He's rifling through the CDs. He's doing all he's the grift like, shit, you know. Like, I don't have that one. He's like, he, goes, he goes into the fridge. He gets the milk out. He gets the orange juice out. He's pouring himself a nice glass of orange juice. And then milk. He, like, he leaves like... That's like a tiny bit of milk left. Like, just throw it away. Yeah. But no, he just leaves that. Just leaves a little bit in there. You know. And he leaves the cap off, too. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Nico. He looks over at the fireplace, the mantle, where she's got photos. She's got one photo of herself and then one photo of uh, Stephen's family. She's in it, at least. Right. But, and yeah. then 12 of just Stephen. It was weird. All right. Again, just the hints <laughs> of what's to come with the Stephen Seagal movies. Everyone loves them. And so uh, he, he heads uh, to his, he get he hit, gets in the cab and heads over to uh, he had sent his family house. to his it's a safe house uncle yeah it was like her uncle or something it was some it was some family it was member's guy with house the mustache that's all I remember yeah it was a guy with a mustache and the right. guy with the mustache he's like Nick Jacks is fine she had a fucking vest on yay everything she good. put it on she took the time to take her shirt off put the vest on and then put her shirt back over it hey we've had so many wardrobe changes why not and so everything's good nico's sniffing a baby for some reason yeah he, oh god as soon as they hand him that baby he just he just goes straight to the snorting ah, something the about that baby reminds him of, reminds him of his uh, old drug days i love the smell of babies and of course he's got sarah there who's Begging him, like, just drop this. Let the feds figure it out. Let the cops pl- figure it out. You're too close, Nico. And he's like, I got to handle this. This is this is my mess that I started back in Nam, and I got to finish it. It's a suicide mission. Doesn't I have matter. to do this. So we cut to 
He's out. Of, he's at a, on a building. He's got one of those spy like sniper uh, scopes. Not not this is a scope, not the, the rifle. And he's staring at our boy Zygon in his room. Yeah. And then we hear. <clears throat> I knew you'd be here, Nico. <laughs> this is a this is a perfect spot. You're a master of recon. This is the perfect spot to note the watch Zygon. It doesn't help that he left the light on. So it's Zygon. I mean, yeah. it's not Zygon. It's Fox. Fox. And he's like, he's like, look, I'm going to tell you every illegal thing we've been doing for the past 40 years. Yep. And like, Zygon, we're, we're fucking profiting from all this drug trade. We don't give a fuck about people. It's about that money. Walk, <laughs> Nico. Walk. Please walk. I've seen you run. Walk. I don't want you to hurt your wrist. Please walk. And he's like, so was he going to kill Nico or was he going to let him go? I think he was going to let him go. He was just trying to make sure he got – because this is probably one of these things where it's like they're about to complete everything they needed to. You know, They're right. about to wipe their they're, hands they're clean. They're tying up all loose ends. They're going to get rid of that senator and it's back to the drug trade. Exactly. And, and it's like we just need Nico away for a little bit longer. And once right. we got all that settled, we're good to go. So I bet what it was was Zygon told him to kill him. But he's like, this is my boy. I'm not. I'm going to try to freeze him. No, he him. did. He absolutely did because when yeah. he catches him, he's like – you couldn't even do that. You couldn't even kill him. This pansy-ass man who can't even run. So but- Nico, super cop, we said, he's uh, he's super moral. He's, he gives a, cuts a nice promo on him about uh, America and all, you know, he's like, you guys, I believe in this country. I came to this country as a baby. And remember, I was from born in Sicily. And I came <laughs> to this country, and I believe in everything it's about. You guys, you think you're above the law. We ain't above my law. <laughs> and then they're they're as they're, they're 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 actually walking and doing this promo, and they're in a, they're going to the, uh, the parking garage to get yep. in, get in Nelson's car. Apparently, I guess he's going to drive him out, out outskirts of town, let him go. I think what he's going to do. We already saw this scene play out once. He's going to drive him over to the lake, strip him down, <laughs> make him jump in the lake. Okay. Yep. And just as they're about to do that. Zygon shows up, and with, for some reason, that rat-faced mulleted bartender, and Silvano. Was that not the greatest reveal of this movie, though? Like <laughs> he's, he's the, It turns out that that rat-faced guy's the mastermind behind all of it. I, like, I love Henry Silva in this movie, because the guy, just, like, every scene he's in, the, just he, he, he kills it. But yeah, that bartender <laughs> getting out of that car, I was like, no, What? <laughs> Why? Thank you, director. We're, we're gonna finally get our like you know satisfaction. Yes, even the, though we really don't, because we never really see him get. We know he gets killed. We never really see. You, him. you know what? That is wow. They teased the fuck out of us. Right. I'm blue balls in from that. <laughs> he should have been. He should have gotten Silvano's end. I had a wet dream imagining him dying the other day. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just so excited I, to well, see I'm that. Jealous of that fucking dude die. And uh. so. Gunfight breaks out. It's a, it's an action movie. Naturally, and it's you know. And naturally, Nico kills everybody. Wait, was he the guy? Because uh, he gets in a car. Gets in a car, and he backs it up. Was he? Was the bartender? The no, guy? that was Salvano. That was Salvano. He should have been on it, but it was Salvano. because <laughs> he shoots Salvano like in the kneecap or some yes. shit. And he, I think he just. Oh no, he does not kill the bartender. The bartender's later on. Okay, okay. The bartender gets away. He scurries away like the yeah. rat face that he is. But uh, Sensei, during the whole scuffle, he ends up getting into a car. He uh, shot himself. He carjacks a guy. He just throws a guy out of his car. Yeah, jumps in it, and then he slams it into reverse. They're uh, way up on a parking structure, right. so he goes into reverse. He hits Salvano, who's now like riding on the trunk of the car, and then 
crashes it through so it's like the half the car is hanging over and then we see Salvano turn into a dummy and fall <laughs> 45 stories and he lands right on the electrical wire of the L train damn it oh. and that should have been the bartender but no it's Salvano exactly yep yep that should have been him but and it, then he, then the guys show up like Zygon. They start shooting. He just jumps in another car. Apparently, everyone's leaving their keys in their car because he starts up another car, takes off, gets out of the parking garage structure. In the, in the late 80s, uh, maybe if you're a little carjacker in the 80s, you would have known this, but everyone kept their keys up there. That's everybody, why it's in every yeah, movie. Every, everybody keeps their keys in their visor. And never done that. I don't know who the fuck ever does that. I was watching uh, King of the Hill, and they did a good play on that where uh, Dale Gribble, you know, the crazy man, he would be one of the types to have his keys up there, and his son's pissed off. He's trying to steal his uh, bugabago. And so he looks up in there, he looks in the glove box, and then he looks, it's just in the ignition. <laughs> so maybe that's what, maybe he stole Dale Gribble's car. I maybe he know. stole Dale Gribble's car. But he gets out, and then he's immediately, like, fenced in by the bad guys. What's, they, no, it's the cops. Cops? Yeah, the straight-up cops. And Well, then how does Zygon get a hold of them? Because the cops and the, the feds were working together, so the cops have to turn him over to the feds because the feds are higher than them. So then, the, I, I thought the thing what revealed was that the feds were actually legit. Were the feds really working with him? Fuck if I know. This I thought, too I thought it turned out that Neely actually was a good like. Spot, Neely, but I don't know. Neely was okay. maybe. And then we'll just say because who cares at this point? Neely was playing both. Let's sides. Say CIA guys stopped them. Let's go for it. Okay. You know what? For the sake of finishing this. But by the way, everybody, this is not the most fun Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> no. This movie is boring as shit. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. The bartender does not get the <laughs> just desserts he deserves. We don't get the just desserts seeing him kill. I, I mean, we got a character named Taramasu, and we're not going to get a delicious <laughs> just dessert. No. It's fucking stupid. So they, apparently the pl- plan is still on to kill the senator who's in it like a hotel. He's like having, he's giving a speech, and they're in the hotel like in the kitchen it's so frustrating because now it's like we're not going to kill the senator because father Taramasu knows about it no they're going to kill him i thought murray stick with me here (laughs) we're not going to kill father Taramasu because he might know that we plan to kill the senator and we can't kill him if somebody knows that we're going to kill him whatever happened to father did he get killed in that gun who knows so he's probably still tripping like in the fucking so uh, even more people know about them trying to kill the senator and yet they're still going to go along with the plan the plan that was being thwarted by one man who may or may not have known about were they so is this scene just the satisfaction of getting revenge on nico like why were they even like were they going to question well, he him? knew why I, were, I don't know what they needed from nico well they wanted nico dead to begin with i know but then why are they giving him heroin because they want... Why do they want it? To, I mean, you think he'd want it to be painful. You Maybe that's just how, how Zagon gets off. He gets off. stuck in, like, a, like, you know, rut. He's just like, this is how I do it. This is how I do my thing. Oh, he's in... We know he's in a torture, because this is the third right. person well, he's going to torture. Well, I don't think giving someone high is torture. That's kind of... Well, no, he's getting his knife out. He's going he's gonna to start cutting but, him up. But first, he gives him the drugs. We should, okay. like, set the stage, okay? Nico is zip-tied to a chair. They're in, like, uh, the kitchen they're in the kid- hotel right. where the senator is doing his big, like, speech. whatever. Yeah. His I'm not cr- I'm not a crook speech. Of course. And so, like I said, I don't know. I don't remember. There probably was a reason why they had to get some information out of Nico. But one guy, I don't think, I think it was. He I really don't... doesn't like to kill people. He likes to make sure <laughs> they don't know some truth. Well. And... One guy, uh, I don't. It's not the bartender. He's got like some kind of choke things. He's like strangling Nico. Yeah, 
and he goes zip tied to a chair so he can't do anything. Yep. And then this is where Zygon pulls out the sweet H. Yep. And he injects our boy Nico with it. He's asked again, he's trying to interrogate him for information that we don't know why he needs this. He's got a long history. It goes back to Vietnam of hating Nico, the little cherry as he called him earlier. <laughs> yeah. He's like the string bean arms and a ch- big old cherry head. Oh, maybe God. he wrote it in the notes, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's not heroin. Maybe it's a true serum. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> Be, but all I know is he's injecting people with it, and then he's like, you're going to start talking to me now. And it's like, because I don't think people really start talking when they're in, uh, f- fucking high on heroin. And Nico's like, he's just fighting it with the power of being Steven Seagal. Oh, my God. You see, like, his eyes kind of flutter. He, it's like when someone goes in a sleeper hold, and they immediately fight it. But then they kind of drift off, and you're just like, oh, no, that's sweet H. It's already taken him. And he doesn't have any tolerance for H. He's a clean, wholesome man. Right. He's a good cop. He's a super cop but with what a family. But this is – remember when he was at uh, Jack's place? He drank that orange juice, Griff. Oh, and that's high pulp. High pulp, dude. That's like that's – like, there's orange chunks in it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he's already been prepared. Oh, so the hate, heroin has no effect on him. But he plays it. He plays he it. He plays oh, it good, yeah. Because apparently this is a sexual thing for Zagon, too, because he gets that knife, and he's standing over uh, Sensei, and he's holding that, and he's kind of flourishing it in a very, uh, very sexual, sexual manner. Yeah. You know, I thought I saw this, and uh, I was telling Murray earlier, I watched that Manhunter, the very first Red Dragon of the Hannibal Lecter series. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a very sexual thing. He likes to... And, you know, stab people and he gets off on it. Right. That's his wet dream, Murray. And but the wetness is blood. Yeah. Uh, but he gets a little too close to Sensei, who is playing possum. And he just kicks him in the dick. The old possum kick. And so he's incapacitated. And I, this is how powerful Sensei is. He snaps zip ties. I've never seen this. I've worked with zip ties <laughs> for all my days. I've never seen a zip tie break like this. And this is where we... we we just assume he takes everybody out. We never really get to see him kill the bartender. It's in the. It's in just like the blur of the moment. Yeah. He just somehow murders him. He does get. Doesn't he get like cut in his arms or something, I Sensei? Because his shirt is bloody as fuck. Well, he's getting punched and all that shit. So. Oh, and the strangling right. uh, actually cut his neck up. Okay. So he takes everybody out, and it's just him and Zygon. And I mean, we love having Silva, but he's an old man. So he throws a punch at at Sensei. Sensei just grabs him. Puts him in a fucking arm bar, elbows uh, fucking Silva in the nose, busts his fucking nose, and then this is, I remember this, this is the only thing I really remember, because if I did remember more, we wouldn't have done this movie, Griff, because this is the only thing I remember, I saw this in the theaters when it came out, the arm snapping scene, like, what the fuck, I've never seen that in a movie before, so that blew my mind. Yeah, and so we get that nice snap that we we learned that that's like a common thing now. It's like it's like the Jean Claude split. You got to do it. Oh, absolutely! And he snaps his arm and just kills him. Yeah, I think he puts him like a choke and breaks his neck or something. Yeah, he? he he does. The old uh, I, I the only way I can explain this, and it's not going to help anybody understand what's happening here unless you've seen it. That's how Cody Rhodes sets up the crossroads. <laughs> okay. I, that's the only way. And then he broke his neck like that. Oh, that's just, yeah. And then he uh, heads upstairs where, again, he's this staggering. Was, Apparently, the orange juice is wearing off because he now he's kind of staggering Well, his around. blood loss, and then he was running around, and, you know, he's probably and tired. he just stumbles into that. Uh, the guy just finished his speech, the senator, yep. and he just stumbles into the and collapses finally. 
And everyone's, of course, praising him. Oh, he's a hero. Oh, my God. And we just kind of fade to black and come back to. So next day, who knows where in time and space, you know, this all happened, I think, in a week. So this is Sunday again, if you will. Did we ever see Jax again? We just know that she's not dead, right? Did she show up at the end? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> well, we, we know she's alive. That's you know what? She know. does not show. I think she was at the senator's thing, but she's definitely not not uh, in this last scene here. Okay. So we we see the scene like uh, uh, Nico's back at home. Yep. He's recovering. He's got the, all kinds of reporters there. You know, the senator shows up with some people that have some questions for him about what was going on, what's what's really going on the CIA. Because this is he's like the deep throat. He's going to tell you everything you need to know. That's right. And he just starts unloading. He's finally he finally tell this shit. And did uh did uh Nelson get killed? Whatever happened to Nelson? Nelson Nelson. Oh Fox. Yeah. Uh who the fuck knows? <laughs> Maybe him and Jax, uh, you know, are just hanging out in the hospital fucking or something. And then this is another thing we didn't point out because this brings me back to uh, Deadly Ground. Is that the last one? On Deadly did? Ground. We get that voiceover where Sensei just gets really pompous about, you know. You know wow. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't know if I put that together. So we get this nice little uh, soliloquy, if you will. Whenever you have a group of individuals who are beyond any investigation. Who can manipulate the press, judges, members of our Congress? You always have those in our government who are above the law. Ooh, cut to credits. We just, he's like, let you think on that for a while. Powerful words from a man who is a Trump supporter and a Putin lover, and uh, I think he hangs out with Kim Jong Un too. I'm sure he hangs out with all the dictators. So interesting that I don't know if he well, felt apparently that, he, but he, he believes he's above the law. Apparently, he yeah, absolutely does. So there you have it, another uh, ball kicking we give this to our sensei every once in a while because he needs it. We gave him more credit than we usually do, so at least but, we're cool about that. Griff, I need a palate cleanser. I, I can't talk about another boring white guy for two weeks in a row, so we're going to talk about an old favorite of ours. And this is bittersweet, Griff, because this guy, I think we have three movies left of him because he was never given the, 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 the shot he deserved. He's made so few movies. That we, every time we do one, it's like it's like uh, you got to just fucking yeah enjoy it and savor it. It's like when you do the Samurai Cop or something. It's just like oh, it's so it's so hard. It makes you anxious because it's you only get a few. It's our favorite ninja of all time, Mister Shokazugi. And this is a little he changes it up. And I like that about Show. He's like he was like maybe the ninja shit's getting stale, so I'm gonna be a spy in this movie. Okay, his his, his take on the James Bond. It's called. And I, I'm sorry, I do not think Shane and Kane make an appearance in this movie, guys. So I mean, we love, well, we love Kane. We love seeing Kane, and we like seeing Shane, Shane. make a fool. Shane, of yeah, Shane's one of those guys. Like, I, I can't hate Shane because it's like, how can you, like, come on? If our dad was Shokazugi and our brother was Kane, we'd be shit too. So yeah. you can't like hate on him. You can only pity him. Exactly. It's called Rage of Honor, and that's what we're doing next week. And we'll see you then. Keep it warm.